Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host Eve Giovanna and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company and much more, all in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode, I hope you're all doing well. It is the new year now, so happy new year. I've not done an episode since last year. So for new year, I didn't do anything. I did actually have plans to um, go out with my friends, but I just wasn't feeling like my best, so I ended up staying in and I had quite a nice night. I just like got cosy, watched a film, had like hot chocolate and like did some crocheting and yeah, it was a nice chill night. I did not have such a good day the next day because I didn't sleep very well and like when I don't sleep very well, I just, it just really affects like my mood the next day. So I'm not going to lie, the 1st of January was not a good day for me. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because, I don't know, if you didn't have a great New Year or a great New Year's Day, just know that I cried three times on New Year's Day. So yeah, just don't feel bad about, try not to feel bad if you, you know, you didn't have the best entry into the new year. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about a topic, a philosophy, or I suppose it's like a way of living that has completely changed and transformed my life. And it's been such a big part of my spirituality and my healing journey. And it is living slower and with more intention. Now, I feel like a lot of the time on social media, slower living and intentional living is sold as this idea that you have to be like living off grid and chopping your own firewood and be completely immersing yourself and living with the natural rhythms of nature and like never have a busy moment to be living slower and to be living with more intention. However, for me, slower living and like intentional living is like incorporating those ways into the modern world without having to like escape to the woods escape to go and live in the woods sorry um and like have my own little farm because don't get me wrong like that idea does sound very appealing but realistically I just don't think that I'm gonna do that so I want to find ways in which I can incorporate slower more intentional living but in the modern world because I feel like so many people pretty much everybody would benefit from adopting a little bit more of a slower mindset um, and like living with more intention but you know like I said before they don't necessarily want to give up everything in their life and go and live in the woods um, and be away completely away from society. So if you don't know what slower or intentional living is I'm going to give some definitions to get us into the frame of mind of what I'm going to be talking about and I suppose this episode is going to be Talking about intentional soul living, talking about my journey to those places and how I am like living slower and with more intention, you know, like the practical things that I'm doing and like, I don't know, I'm going to be talking about things like work boundaries and consumerism, uh, mental clutter and I suppose I'm going to be sharing the benefits of living slow with living slower and with more intention. Okay, so the first definition that I'm going to share is about slow living and it is slow living is a mindset whereby you curate a more meaningful and conscious lifestyle that's in line with what you value most in life and that is by Slow Living London. 
Okay, I'm going to share another definition, which is different, but definitely has some overlap. So slow living is a lifestyle that emphasises taking a slower, more mindful approach to all aspects of everyday life. It's about identifying what you value most in your life and structuring your time accordingly. And that definition was by The Good Greys. And the person who wrote the article specifically specifically was called Natalie Gale. Okay, now I'm going to share some definitions about intentional living and talk about the definitions a little bit. So intentional living is a lifestyle that encourages to define our priorities, get clear on what we want from life and live every day in alignment with these priorities. In simple terms, living intentionally means deciding what you want from life and going for it. So I think the big overlap here is that when you're living slower and with more intention, you be more conscious and more mindful of like your everyday actions. And that's definitely the way that it plays out in my life. And I think for so many people, their journey to slower and more intentional living has started with burnout. And one of the big reasons of that, one of the big reasons of why this happens is because in the modern world, there is this expectation that we're supposed to be like at the height of our productivity all the time. And like, we don't naturally slow down in, you know, certain parts of our lives in certain seasons or like naturally we don't just have ebbs and flows of productivity. So I spoke about this in a podcast episode before but I read this book by Catherine May and it's called Wintering and part of the book in part of the book it talks about how in nature we have like different seasons and how in different seasons we are like more productive or less productive so in winter it is a time to like rest and relax and not be very productive um it's time for like recharging yourself and like nurturing yourself whereas say in the summer that is the time where you'll be more productive um because you know if you think about nature everything in the winter like nothing really grows in the winter everything kind of like dies so it can have a rebirth in spring but then in the summer and in the spring everything is like growing and everything is blossoming and it's a time where everything is alive in nature like you see so many more animals and all the leaves are on the trees and so basically what Catherine May is saying is that all the message that I get from this book anyway is that in the modern world I think that we've come away from our natural way of being you know having like rhythms and seasons like nature does and the modern world is leading so many of us to burn out and what I mean by burnout is, if you don't know what burnout is, is an ex- it's basically like being physically and emotionally exhausted. You don't have any motivation to do anything. And this is a result from like prolonged frustration and like stress on the body. And a lot of the time, the reason why we have this prolonged stress on the body is because we are being in the modern world like we are trying to be like overproductive and we don't take as much time to like rest and relax when we need to you know when it is like the right time and the right season to do that so you know in the modern world in winter we're still we're still expected to be like just as productive and like work just as much and that is why like so many people hate winter because we're all just like so exhausted from like working to this level that is not natural for us so coming full circle, that is why so many people are exploring 
are trying to live a little bit slower and with a little bit more intention because the modern world has unfortunately put us in this way of living very unnaturally and it is making a lot of us quite unwell. So for me, my journey to living a bit slower and live with more intention started a few years ago. So a few years ago, I would say, to be precise, ooh, about five years ago actually, I started working as a teaching assistant and if anybody's listening and they've been a teaching assistant, then they will know it is quite a demanding job. Like you're constantly multitasking, you're always busy. It's it's very demanding and draining in so many different ways, like emotionally, physically, socially. And like from the moment I got in that classroom to the moment I left, I was always doing something. And a lot of the time I would be doing several things at once, like multitasking. So I'll be supervising lots of different tables of children, you know, having several conversations at once, trying to like organise cupboards whilst I was like organising um these like groups of children doing work. So the point that I'm trying to get across is it was a very demanding job and it took up a lot of like energy and I was very overworked basically and for the first couple of years when I did this job it was okay because I was like really young and I was just so up for the challenge and I did get a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment out of the job but then after a couple of years I started to notice that like I was feeling really burnt out and exhausted from being so overworked and I would get home from work and I would just be so exhausted in so many ways and I would be like I cannot do anything I cannot speak to anybody I just need to lay here in a dark room and not talk to anybody for at least like several hours however because throughout the day I was like so busy and always multitasking and overworking myself I almost got home and I was on autopilot and I started doing that in my life outside of work and what I noticed was it got to the point where I was trying out this thing where I was trying to plan out my day minute by minute so I could be like the most productive and the only time I could ever really relax was when I was hungover and I was like I physically just can't do anything because I'm so hungover which thinking about it is pretty bad. Now one of the other things I began to notice during this time of like exhaustion was that I was on I was operating on autopilot quite a lot and I was just kind of going through the motions of the day and the night and not really stopping for a moment to consider am I actually having fun am I enjoying myself am I using my time and energy to do things that make me happy so after experiencing this prolonged period of like physical social emotional exhaustion I'd started to develop really bad anxiety and I'm not saying that this was the only reason that I was experiencing like or developed really bad anxiety but I'm saying that this is definitely a really big factor that contributed to this period of like really bad anxiety so it got to the point where I was just like so so anxious and like so overwhelmed and I was experiencing such bad mental health that I had to have time off work I had to have three weeks off work um because like I would literally just burst into tears 
basically like all all the time because I was just so on edge and like I just felt like I can't really explain it but my my nerves and my nervous system was just so frazzled and I felt like if I went back into that situation where a lot was being asked of me and I was being overworked I would have some sort of like nervous breakdown so yeah I had to have three weeks off work and during those three weeks of work I don't think I actually did anything I think I just like laid in bed or laid in the bath I watched tv in a dark room and I just had to like completely shut down and rest and after having this time off I had to really have a think about like what was going on in my life to make me feel so like overwhelmed and anxious all the time. I had to really look at like what I was doing day to day and that was just making me feel like that. And after I'd given it some thought, I came to the conclusion or the realisation that, yep, I do think that my work is really affecting you know, my physical health, my mental health is really making me feel burnt out and exhausted and something needs to change there. So when I went back into work, unfortunately, I had to have kind of an honest conversation about what was going on and what was resulting in such bad mental health that I had to have time off and I had to try and somehow change the way that I was working because I just couldn't work like this forever it was just gonna be like I was just gonna be in a constant cycle of like you know overworking myself and then feeling really burnt out and then having mental health issues I do think though unfortunately in that sector of work there is just an expectation that like you are just gonna overwork yourself and like you either sink or swim like you either just accept it and get on with it or you have to leave and I did stay in that job for a while longer I think maybe about a year another year but I had to make a lot of changes and during that year I was thinking about right okay well I don't think that I can work like this because it is making me feel so unwell what can I do to you know what career can I change to or what other job can I get that it's just gonna make me feel not as burnt out and exhausted and overwhelmed Now, during this period of my life when I was experiencing really bad anxiety, there was another thing that was going on that I look back at now and I realise, yeah, that was contributing to me feeling like overwhelmed and anxious and burnt out and just basically not feeling like I was very, being very intentional and purposeful and present in my own life. And it was being a people pleaser and not really asking myself, what is it that I want to do to make me feel happy and to fill my cup and live with a lot of like meaning and purpose and intention in my life so during this time of when I started to get really bad anxiety I was drinking a lot of alcohol and I was partying a lot and I think I was just doing this because this don't get me wrong I did find it fun sometimes but a lot of the time I was just drinking and partying because that was just what everybody did that's what everybody did in my friendship circle and it's quite a British thing to drink quite a lot and party quite a lot but then you know when I started to transition to this period of my life where I was feeling a lot of anxiety I felt this urge to like not drink and not socialize as much and I just wanted to focus on like resting and relaxing and like nurturing myself however think because I was such a people pleaser I still just continued to like have so much focus on going out and partying and drinking because that's what everybody else wanted to do and I didn't want to let people down I didn't want to disappoint people I wanted to 
meet the expectations that people had of me. Now, looking back at this time in my life, this was a very pivotal point for me and like my healing journey. And it was a really challenging time in my life, but I'm also kind of grateful for it in a way because a lot of the struggle and the challenge that I went through at that time has brought me to the place where I am now where I am like so much happier and so much content with like who I am and how I spend my life and how much more meaningful my life is. So what basically happened was you know I went through that period of having really bad anxiety and I tried to continue to do things in the same way so I still tried to continue to like like be as productive and go out and socialize and drink and like it was just making me so unwell and it was making me so unanxious and I really just had to stop and say to myself look this is clearly not working for you like this is making you really anxious it's making you really unwell and I think you need to just reevaluate how you are living your life so even though it was really difficult I had to you know, start saying no to people and start carving out time to really think about what is it that is going to make me happier? What is it that is going to support my mental health? So from that point, I've been on this kind of experimental messy journey to figure out what is it that is actually going to make me happy? What is it that's going to support my mental health? And this is how I kind of got into living a little bit slower and living with more intention. I didn't necessarily like one day just wake up and think I'm going to start living slower, I'm going to start living with more intention. It just kind of happened on this healing journey and then I suppose I figured out what these things were. I suppose I figured out that they had a name through social media because I started posting on social media about like this new way that I was living my life and then I started getting a lot of like comments and messages from people saying oh I love the way that you know you're just slowing down you live a bit slower you live with intention it seems that you everything that you do is quite mindful and then yeah I suppose that's that's how I got into it really now I'd like to share some of the things that happened to me on this healing journey for me to live a bit slower and with a bit more intention. So I suppose the first thing that was so important and completely life-changing for me is practicing like mindfulness, meditation, yoga and just being present. Now there was a few ways that this played out in my life and I'd say one of the most important ones was committing to a daily meditation and don't get me wrong sometimes I did miss out on it but it was just making sure that I was like really making such an effort to take out just 10 minutes of a day to sit still in silence and I do think that even though I was only committing to say 10 minutes a day it made so much difference and I think just the ritual of turning up for myself for those 10 minutes a day was just really showing to myself yeah I really care about myself I care about myself enough to just take this 10 minutes to make myself feel a bit more calm feel a bit more relaxed and I think as well even though like I said it was just 10 minutes it still helped me just take 10 minutes out of the day to be like you do not have to do anything there is no urgency here like you do not have to be productive there is nothing that you need to do right now 
as you can imagine as well, I was practicing yoga quite regularly. And it's the same with meditation, really. It was just like taking, you know, 20 minutes out of the day to help myself, you know, have a practice to make me feel calm, make me feel relaxed and to regulate my nervous system. And what I'll say as well about, you know, meditation and yoga is that I don't always find it easy. I definitely go through periods where I find it really hard to commit to, but no matter what, I always do come back to it because say if I've like missed like meditating for like three days, I can really feel it because my brain just feels a bit more, I suppose my brain just feels a little bit more scrambled and I have this like frantic like energy and I'm like, okay, well, oh God, you've not meditated for three days or you've not done yoga for a few days. That's that's definitely why or contributing to why you feel like this. So then I always make an effort to go back to it and you know, recommit myself to trying to make it into like a daily practice. What I will say about mindfulness is that it's not just carving out time to do things like meditation and yoga. For me, it's like a state of mind. So it's in the everyday things I do. So for example, I try to have like lots of little mindful moments throughout the day. Like when I have my first coffee of the day, I like really think about how it makes me feel um in like a sensory way and I feel really present when I'm drinking it or when I see a beautiful sunset I'll just take a moment to admire it instead of just I don't know like taking a picture and then running off to whatever I have to do next and also it takes time to cultivate this kind of mindset it's taken me years but I'm so glad that I put the effort in to cultivate this mindset because now I do feel like my brain is like trained to find all these small mindful moments and it makes my day so much more joyful and I feel so much more present. Now the next thing that I wanted to talk about which has helped me slow down and live with a bit more intention is nature and spending time in nature and just like completely immersing myself in it. This definitely does have a lot of crossover with mindfulness so I feel like there was this one particular time that completely opened up my eyes to how amazing nature is and how calm and grounded it can make you feel and when you're connected to nature you do just slow down and really think about how there is this amazing thing going on all around us but when we're too busy being focusing on you know overworking rushing around being productive we just don't take a moment to stop and look and admire it. I would say that happened about a year and a few months ago now. So talking about that experience, I just kind of woke up one day and was like, I just really fancy going on a hike on my own. I've never gone on a hike on my own before. I've never really been into spending time in nature, going on hikes, going swimming that much. I did like it, but I wasn't like in love with it the way that I'm in love with it now and I didn't feel like it was necessary to my life before whereas now like it is so essential to my life and making me happy so yeah I got on the train to the Beat District on my own one day and I went to this like magical ancient forest and I was just so blown away by how beautiful it was and how there was just this thing here that could make me feel so good yet it wasn't I don't know like it wasn't like this really expensive product or like it wasn't 
going on like a crazy holiday or having like a, a really out there experience. It was just this really simple thing. And all I had to do was go there and sit there and and be with it and and just sort of observe what was going on around me. So since that point, I've been making an active effort to spend a lot more time in nature and sort of incorporate into my day-to-day life and it has made such a huge difference in like my contentment my happiness it makes me feel so much calmer it it just really helps me slow down when I go and spend time in nature I feel like if you know say if I'm having a day where I'm rushing around and I'm doing a lot and I'm not really being mindful with how I'm going about my day then I'll go to like the park or I'll go to the woods or something and it really just makes me stop and have a moment and reminds me to like slow down and that I don't always need to be in a rush and you know I can do things at like a much slower calmer pace and that makes me so much happier. Connecting to nature these past couple of years has really helped me slow down and live more in like rhythms and seasons like nature does so Going back to talking about Catherine May's book, Wintering, it's really helped me appreciate that I don't need to be, you know, at the height of my productivity all the time throughout throughout all of the year. I'm going to have seasons where, you know, for example, in the winter, I'm not doing as much. I'm slowing down more. I'm resting more. I'm hibernating more. And then say in the summer, I am more productive because when I had this realisation that, you know, humans should be living in like... um, seasons as well as you know nature does I thought about it and I was like oh actually yeah I have noticed that in summer I do just have a lot more energy I am more productive I am I am doing a lot more and then in the winter I definitely don't have as much energy to do stuff so it's been really helpful to just take a moment and appreciate that it's okay you know to have those like rhythms and seasons where I don't do as much at certain points in the year and I suppose it's taken away some of the guilt as well because I suppose in winter I used to feel kind of guilty for not being as productive as I was in the summer but then when I had this realisation that that's actually just a natural thing then yeah I just relinquished some of the guilt and now I'm quite happy to live in that kind of like rhythm and see and in seasons. Which brings me on to the next thing that I want to talk about, which is taking out time to rest and relax and recharge. So I feel like before I had that really bad bout of anxiety. I was socialising maybe a little bit too much and it was making me feel burnt out. So on a weekend, I would just socialise like all weekend. Don't get me wrong, I was obviously enjoying myself. However, I do think because I'm an introvert, I do need to take some time out to completely, you know, just basically not socialise, rest, relax, recharge and basically not talk to anybody and have social interaction and I think you know before I had this really bad bout of anxiety and I went through that kind of a little bit of a breakdown I was just completely overbooking myself on weekends I was just really like busy all weekend and then I was busy in the evenings and that was probably what contributed to me feeling like quite burnout and overwhelmed and anxious now I have to make a conscious effort to book time out on a weekend and during the week to completely rest relax recharge and say now what I usually do is I'll socialize like once on a weekend and then maybe once during the week but then 
always make sure to have like a couple of nights during the week where I do completely rest, relax, recharge. You know, I'll just have a few hours where I watch TV or I'll do like um, a therapeutic activity like I'll do crocheting or I'll take a bath and do something that just helps me feel really calm and relaxed. And then on a weekend, I'll like say I'll see my friends on a Friday and then on the Saturday, I'll have a very relaxing, calm, restful, slow day. And that just helps me feel a lot calmer and like I don't need to rush around because I'm really busy and I've got loads of plans. And don't get me wrong, that doesn't happen every single weekend. Some weekends I do... I am more busier but it's for me it's just about consistently making the effort to take one day in a weekend where I can have like a calm slow relaxing day and I'm not rushing around I'm just taking the day really slowly and at my own pace and I've not got a huge to-do list. One other thing that I make sure to do that helps me live a little bit slower is not jump out of bed in the morning and like get back into bed and have a coffee and read my book for like an hour or so or sometimes more than that you know I'll make sure at least one day on the weekend that I am having a lie-in and I am you know getting back into bed just having like a calm relaxing morning where I'm not rushing around I'm not trying to like get ready to go to work or get ready to go meet a friend And don't get me wrong, I don't always find this easy, but I think the more that I practice it, the easier it is getting. Okay, switching up slightly, I want to talk about how I live with more intention. Now, when I asked myself this question, one thing came up that was very important and very key to like this healing journey, and it was asking myself what are my priorities because going back to when we were talking about the definition of intentional living for me and I think for a lot of the people who are trying to live in more intention it is defining our priorities getting clear about what is it that we want from life and what we want to do every day to live our life with more intention and in alignment with these priorities Now I'm going to share with you guys what my priorities are. So first and foremost, my biggest priority I think is my health. So for me, I feel like when I don't feel healthy, when I don't feel physically and mentally healthy, I find it difficult to enjoy other aspects of life. I find it hard to just get through life. So for me, I do have quite a big focus on, you know, making sure that I maintain a certain level of like physical and mental health so I can enjoy all the other things that I prioritise in my life. So the second thing that I prioritise is experiencing joy and pleasure through everyday small moments because for me I feel like that is basically one of the most important things to be able to enjoy life and to me that's actually getting a bit philosophical that is what the meaning of life is to be, just to enjoy, experience joy and pleasure through the everyday moments. Another priority of mine is spending quality time with my family and friends. I feel like having that connection around me makes me just feel so whole and fulfilled and it is definitely such a big priority in my life, especially more recently. I feel like maybe a year or so ago 
I was kind of in this frame of mind where I was like, not that I didn't need anybody, but I was like, I just love spending time alone and like, I can fully rely on myself. Whereas now I have changed my mindset a little bit where I'm like, it's okay to rely on other people for, you know, feeling like loved and supported and it's okay to rely on the people around you. It doesn't make me weak to need people and want people and since I've had that realisation I just feel like more connected to the people around me. Another priority of mine is doing hobbies and activities that are an emotional and creative outlet for me so this podcast is really essential for me. Social media, you know, doing my TikTok and like Instagram and stuff and spending time in nature. So recently, I I think I spoke about this on the podcast where I said that I started this new job and I've not had a lot of time to do the things that make me happy and fulfil me emotionally and creatively and it made me so, so sad and it made me realise even more how important it is to t- to carve that time out to be able to have those like emotional and creative outlets and also just to take time to have fun and experiment and explore in a creative way. It's so important for me to feel fulfilled and nourished in my soul. So the last priority that I noted down was travelling and having new experiences. Now this is a bit more of a recent one but I've realised that for me to like grow and change and challenge myself I want to and I need to have these new experiences and I need to travel to new places. What I found when I started going out and exploring new places in nature is that it gave me this feeling of wow the world is so like magical and amazing and it makes me feel so alive and it just gives me this sense of awe so for example I think it was last year I decided to do like a sunrise walk on Valentine's Day and I'd never done anything like that before and getting up and going to watch the sunrise at the top of um I think it was like a hill of just a really big hill just was absolutely a breathtaking experience and I want to have I want to be able to repeat that same feeling so for me traveling and exploring new places and having those new experiences is going to be it is a big priority in my life because I want to get that like magical amazing feeling there was one last thing that I wanted to mention that is a priority to me but this is a little bit more general so prioritizing my wants and my needs and not people pleasing and practicing practicing saying no because what I realized was you know going back to that time when I had really bad anxiety and I was like socializing too much and I was drinking too much sometimes I was like saying yes to social occasions and saying yes to like drinking and going out even when I didn't want to but I just didn't want to hurt other people's feelings and then it was leading me to burnout and it was making me unhappy whereas now I'm so much more balanced with it like I'll only say yes when I want to socialise and I actually really will enjoy those social experiences and then I'll have time to rest and relax and recharge and it's so much more of a balance. Don't get me wrong when I first started saying no and I stopped people pleasing it was really hard and it was quite uncomfortable but 
like anything, you just have to practice it and it does become easier over time. And what I've realised is me, you know, saying no sometimes not people pleasing makes me infinitely more happy because I'm prioritising my wants and my needs rather than just people pleasing and making myself unhappy by putting other people's like wants and needs first. So this segues slightly into what I wanted to talk about next, which is work and work boundaries. So for me, I don't really want to spend my whole life at work. I want to spend, to be honest, as little time there as possible. And therefore, I don't ever do overtime. I never stay late. I don't care if they want to give me more money to do it. I just feel like for me to be intentional with my time and for me to prioritise my wants and needs, I will spend as little time there as possible because your time and your energy are not like infinite resources. So you have to be very, for me, I have to be very wise in how I choose to spend my time and my energy. And I feel like I spend enough time at work. I spend enough time and energy on that. And I don't want to spend like a second more doing that because for me, like it just doesn't, it's not something that makes me feel like fulfilled and it's not something that I necessarily want to put a lot of time and energy into. For me, I just go there because, you know, I need money because I need I need to pay my rent and I need food and I need money for the things that I want to do. So circling back to talking about people pleasing, I feel like there used to be this culture and this attitude in the workplace where work should be your priority and you should just do whatever your boss says. I do feel like the culture and the dynamics are changing and I am really grateful for that. But for me in the workplace, I've had to learn how to not people please when it comes to, you know, say like my boss asking me to do extra work because I am doing enough as it is like if I'm doing my the things that I'm obligated to do through my contract then I'm not obligated to do any more and if somebody is asking me to do more and I say yes to that that's just me people pleasing that's not me doing what I want to do and in terms of things like boundaries so I work in an office and I do admin work I'll do things like I won't have teams on my phone because I'm not having anybody messaging me after hours when it's not like my time to do work that's like me doing extra work and I will get there at exactly half past eight and I will leave at four o'clock and I will take my full lunch break I literally never work through lunch it's just little things like that that is you know putting me and myself first putting my priorities and my needs first okay so switching it up slightly I wanted to talk about consumption and how being intentional with what I consume has really helped me be more intentional with the way that I'm living. So there's two things that I focus on really. It's what I consume in terms of what I'm buying, so like clothes and trinkets and things like that, and what I'm consuming in terms of social media and, you know, TV and things like that. So the reason why I am mindful when I am consuming things is because What I found is when I am over consuming, say, for example, like social media and TV, I feel like my mind becomes quite cluttered and it makes me feel kind of overwhelmed and stressed. Whereas when I am more intentional with the things that I'm consuming, so say 
how much time I'm spending on social media. I do just feel a lot calmer and it helps me just live a little bit slower. What I've also found is that when I am over consuming, for example, again, social media, that, you know, there's so many different like messages and things people say on social media and it kind of clouds my brain and makes me have a lot of like mental clutter and it sort of clouds me thinking about what I want and my priorities and how I want to live my life, if that makes sense. Whereas when, you know, I reduce my social media intake and I am a little bit mindful of what, a little bit more mindful of what I consume, I do just feel a lot more clarity and like, you know, my priorities, my wants, my needs, the way that I want to live my life. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I don't consume. Obviously, I do. I, I love buying clothes and I love spending time on TikTok. Obviously, I, I, I post on TikTok myself. But what I'm saying is that I'm just a little bit more mindful and a little bit more intentional with how I do consume those things. There is another thing that has come into my life recently that I'm trying to be a bit more balanced in what I consume. And maybe it's not consumerism, but it's more... I'm trying to do too much of it so I feel like I've got a lot of like hobbies and interests and to be honest like I just don't have enough time to do them all like I want to do my podcast and I want to post on social media and I want to like crochet and I want to journal I want to learn how to knit and unfortunately recently I had this realization that I am maybe trying to do too many of these hobbies and I have too many of these interests which is you know it's a good problem to have but also that is contributing to having like more mental clutter as well because I am filling up too much of my time with these hobbies and interests and I'm not prioritizing rest and relaxing as much. So what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that when I am over consuming and when I'm trying to do too much it creates a lot of mental clutter and mental clutter for me makes me feel overwhelmed and anxious and I suppose I just can't really focus on what is important. However when I cut back on the mental clutter and I try to really focus on what is it that I want to spend my time and energy on like what are my priorities then I just have so much more clarity of mind and I can really focus on the things that are important to me. I wanted the last segment of the podcast to be me just talking about, you know, the benefits of living a little bit slower and with more intention. So I feel like the one really important thing that I've noticed is that it's helped me come off autopilot and it has really helped me enjoy the small moments so much more. And I feel like a really big realisation that I've had this year is that the key to my happiness and my contentment is just enjoying the small moments and being really present when these small moments do happen. I've said it before, but I feel like this is one of the most important messages that I'll say on this podcast, that if you're always waiting for these big things to make you happy, like, you know, you're graduating or you move to a new city or you get into a relationship or you're waiting for your dream career to start then you could be waiting a long time to be happy and one of the most important things that you can ever do is just try and enjoy the small moments because that is that is what life is made up of one other major benefit that i found is that i find that my life is just so much more meaningful but yet so much more simplified it feels so good to have a really good understanding of what I care about and what is of value to me and I just feel so much more excited about life. I wanted to leave you with these two things about this subject and the first one is 
everything that I've said on this podcast is very personal to me and this is my own recipe for life and what will work for me may not work for you or may not work for another person. What I've realised is it's all about creating your own pace of life and just finding what feels good for yourself. The last thing is that one really important thing that I had to accept when I went on this journey to like slower and more intentional living is accepting that I wasn't going to be perfect and that there has been many times and there will be many times where I find it hard to slow down and live with more intention and it's something that you have to or I've had to work at every day and it's just about making those like small conscious efforts every day because being really truthful and honest this week I've even found it hard to like slow down and live with more intention because I've been quite busy with work this week and therefore I've not had time to do like the other things that are so important to me and so I have been filling up like a lot of my time and not taking as much time to like rest and slow down but now as I'm saying this I'm like okay I'm going to make a bit more of a conscious effort this weekend to be a bit more intentional with my time and just slowing down and trying not to take on as much. You know, I've had to say to myself with this podcast, unfortunately, that right now, because I'm really busy with work and a couple of other things, I'm not really going to have time to do this podcast every week, which makes me really sad, but I've just had to accept that and it's not going to be like this forever. Unfortunately, sometimes prioritising, you know, my physical and my mental health does mean that I have to put like rest and relaxation before doing all of these like other things that make me happy like my emotional and creative outlets which again is not like um a bad problem to have it's quite a first world problem to have but that is just what is going on in my life right now okay so I'm gonna finish the episode there but I hope you've enjoyed what I've had said and it made sense if you have any like questions or you want to talk to me about what I've spoken about, then please just message me on my Instagram or my TikTok because I'm always up for talking about stuff like this. I feel like my life has become so much more meaningful and I enjoy my life so much more since all of these things has happened to me and I want to help people get to this place where I am and help them on that journey. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore. That's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.